same in China, China, different, different stories. stories. We are the we ones that found our way, way, way in, life. in a new life. Adoptees. Hello, welcome to ABC Adoptees Born in China podcast. I'm Tara and I am speaking today with another fellow Dragon Boat team person that I met last summer. It's been a year. It has actually been a year. Whoa, because the season's going to start again soon, but I'm talking to the other adoptee. There was three of us on this team, so I got all of us. Evelyn, hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm Evelyn. <laughs> Yay. I'm so glad that I could catch you because you have a very busy schedule uh, with work and stuff. So I was like, yes, I've been meaning to like, I think I've been meaning to sit down to record with you for probably like a few months now but that's like you traveled or you had work or I was like traveling so it's like yay I'm excited yeah I think it must have been like the holiday party where you first mentioned it and then fast forward like six three months, months later <laughs> yeah. three three to six months later yeah but thank you for having me yeah I always start asking about well tell share more about your adoption and what you're comfortable with talking about it yeah yeah sure so I was adopted from a very rural village in Wanzai County and it's in Jiangxi province which is like the southeast province in China um it's basically known for like rice farming mm -hmm. I think the kids were like stuffing firecrackers in their primary school I did a whole project on this back back in um college but oh. yeah it's not it's not a tourist location it's not well known for anything really uh, I was adopted when I was 13 months old by my parents who they did have issues conceiving but honestly my mom was a professor of east asian studies at um university of albany and she's always been aware of some of the issues going on in china with like female the female birth rate and everything so mm -hmm. they wanted to kind of give back and oh. i'm the end result so yeah, yeah they scooped me up when i was 13 months okay oh wow okay mm -hmm. so your mom was like knowledgeable about everything going on and it's like let's go ahead and also adopt <laughs> Yeah, they've always been like very with the times and aware of everything. So it's they want to give back and, you know, very lucky they did. Yeah. I mean, you're currently in New York City, but did you grow up on the East Coast too? I can't remember in the US. I, I grew up in Albany. There's <laughs> sorry to all you Albany folk. There's not much to do. <laughs> it's, you know, if you go to like downtown Albany, um, you know, the capital. There's a bit more diversity, you know, I guess that's where you can find some of the good food spots. But I always knew I wanted to be in a very, very diverse area and kind of embrace my ethnicity. So as yeah. soon as I could, I moved to Manhattan. Oh, OK, OK. Albany is just north of the city, right? It's like, two. yeah, it's like two and a half hours by train. It's it's pretty easy, but okay. you think it was so close. Okay. <laughs> a little there is to do. OK, yeah, it's like Albany sounds like it's somewhere in New York, but I am also thinking of like an Albany, like in the Midwest for some reason. But yeah, OK, geography, good stuff. <laughs> it's actually so, the capital, which not a lot of people know, just fun fact. Wait, Albany is the capital of New York? Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Kind of OK. I mean, does, does anybody remember all the capitals of all the states? At their after primary education, <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry, public schools. Yeah. Well, because that's like something they had us learn when we were in primary school. It's like all the capitals of all the states, and maybe there was like one or two competitions that if you like knew them all, you might have gotten like a prize of some sort. Yeah. But... There's like a song for it or something. There is. There is a song. I was just thinking about that too. It's like I don't remember what, this, <laughs> what the song is, but oh, okay. Well, fun fact. Always good to learn something new on these things. 
<laughs> and then is it just you that were adopted? Do you have siblings too? I don't remember if you also have siblings. Yeah, so I have a younger sister. She We're three years apart. She was adopted three years after they got me, and she was 11 months when they got her. Um, oh, I think okay. she's Oh, my God, I'm awful. She's from the northern part of China. You know, people always ask us, like, oh, is she a real sister? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I use the word real sparingly. But um, yeah. we're not biological, but she's my sister, you know. Sister. We're, oh, we're yeah. best friends. I love her to death. Her name's okay. Hi, uh, <laughs> It's like, hey. Is she also in the city, too, or is she still in Albany? She's still in Albany. Um, she actually she got her degree in business and computer science, but she switched to healthcare just recently. She's going to get a master's degree in occupational therapy. So oh, snap. very proud of her. Yeah, I know. I okay. I mean, you're also in healthcare too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're similar in that way, but polar opposites in every other, other way possible. So opposite. It sounds like sister. That's how sister relationships work. A lot of a lot of people I've talked to are like, yeah, I have a younger si- sibling who's also adopted from China. Usually, like two sisters. I haven't really heard of many like siblings who are like, yeah, I have a younger brother who's also adopted from China. But I've heard like I've had a younger brother who's adopted from like Korea. So, uh, yeah, I know a lot of Korean adoptees that are male. Yeah, this is just history, you know. It's just like history. Different disparities. Yeah, different history components. Uh, but we all, I guess, have the one thing in common of being adopted. <laughs> it's like, yep, we're all. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get that like made in China tattoo on the bottom of my foot. Oh my gosh! Do you? I mean, I don't know. You gotta have some humor with all, like, I know. all the microaggressions we get and all like, yeah. the stereotypes. You have to have some sort of sense of humor. Yeah, I think I, you know, like the made in China stickers too. I, I definitely know in like primary education, I would like put that on me too. I was like, made in China sticker. Girl, I got uh, you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's also. I mean, they were all gold with like black font so I was like that's yeah, pretty it's, fine. it's pretty yeah but I guess I wouldn't do that now that might be kind of silly but tattoo that's a that's an idea I like that it's like tattoo <laughs> I consider that too I was like oh tattoo I was thinking more like uh recently I was reading about like a dragonfly how it symbolizes like self-growth and transformation and I was like I think I'd do a dragonfly tattoo now oh I've never heard of that wait I, I kind of like that Oh my gosh, where was I reading that in? I was reading that in something that's going to bother me. When I figure it out, I'll find out. But it just really resonated because it's like, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like going through a hard time. I was like, oh, wow, that's really, that's that's powerful. Because I've been wanting to get like a second tattoo, but I was like, of what? And I should get a job first, full time, before I do that. <laughs> like, ah. Uh... Spread your wings, girl. I know. And then... Also, I guess with like the season starting again, you're not supposed to get tattoos wet, right? So now I'm like, do you gotta wait till after the season? You're gonna grow like an extra arm if you get your tattoo wet with our whatever river water that is that we're oh, yeah. in. Like, the, yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, so we met during Dragon Boat. How did you find out about the team? Was it through Facebook too, or it was through Facebook? Yeah, oh. I had social media when I first moved to New York. I think it was Subtle Asian yeah, trade so, to New York City or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, our manager Jess made a public post and you okay know, it gathered over. I think it gathered like a hundred, like seventy likes or something, and like a something, whole bunch yeah. of comments and. I had never, dragon building had never once crossed my mind at Same. all, ever. Same. Um, it was just something I I was fresh 
freshly in the city as of like a month and I was looking for something to do. Um, oh. I'd never been on a sports team before either. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, let's let's shoot for it. Shoot for it. Let's just do it. And I yeah, went to Okay. Okay. So we both found it the same way was through that post. And then the, I think they had like a info session and then tryouts. I think I locked out, I did tryouts on the not rainy day, but the first day of tryouts was like apparently like pouring rain. So I don't know if that's when you did it. I can't remember if I met you at tryouts. I don't think so. I feel like I met you at like the first practice because we, we were positioned like right next, like behind each other. We right were. In front or next. It was like, we, it would switch. It was like either I was behind you or you were behind me. I think it was like, Pacer Tara, Tara this whole time. Oh, no, no, no. In the beginning, really? it was like no. they had us, they were moving us around. I think I was like in the third row and then I was in the second row. And then by the end, it was like, okay, you're in the front. I was like, okay. Lead Pacer Tara. Let's go. But I, but towards the end of the season, it definitely was like, oh, yeah, Evelyn's right behind you. And there was like mm-hmm. a practice you weren't there. And I think Jess was like, yeah, Evelyn's also adopted. I don't know if you knew that. I was like, no, I did it. But. We don't. We didn't just casually like get into this boat and be stranded together for like two or three hours and be like, "Oh, you're adopted." No, I think we were kind of focusing on like not getting messed up from the 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 workout and the water. It's like whenever I find out that people are adopted, I get so excited. And like yeah. my parents, they would always call them um, like fellow travelers. Ooh, I don't I know love if we we would see, we'd just be walking and see another family, typically like a Caucasian yeah couple and then like a little asian face baby and they would look fellow travelers is what they would call it and i always thought that that just stuck with me i thought that was kind of cute you're you're a fellow traveler we're fellow travelers and then hannah joined later and it's like oh there's three of us Um, yeah it's super exciting i loved it yeah and then at the most recent like off-season workout thing that i ended up being able to go to there was somebody who came who's adoptee from korea and i was like oh my gosh let's go we have, we have a squad now. It's amazing. Yeah, we'll I have know. a full like, boat at yes. some point. We're going to have an adoptee boat. I love boat. it. An adoptee boat. Um, We should just be like, hey, Jess, can we make that happen at some point? Just bring all the adoptees in. <laughs> Let's manifest that destiny. Oh, yeah. Let's just like get all our aggressions and pain into the into the water. <laughs> okay, that's cool that we found it the same way then. Because I think Hannah found out about it through like an existing team teammate at the time. And I, too, was like, I have not done a team sport like that either. And I feel like that's an extreme way to go, to go from, like, not being on a team sport to then being, like, stuck. Like, you, we were stuck. On, like, you couldn't really get out of the boat when you were finally in it. It was a big shift in general because I had never done a team sport. And, again, I didn't go to a, a super diverse high school. Um, and I knew I always wanted to be in touch with, like, that the Chinese side of me so to be fully immersed on this mm-hmm. boat of mostly I think most of our teammates like first generation yeah Chinese American it was just it was a very very eye-opening experience and something that was a little overwhelming at first just yeah like, it's like overload overload it was it was it was I know because it's like even the competitions like some of their family would co- some families came and so you're just hearing the conversations and like seeing the dynamics it's like yeah this is not what we're used to at all from where we come from mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i was a little nervous at first but i assimilated pretty quickly i feel like everyone's been so welcoming and it does oh, it yeah. does not matter in the end i don't think anyone took a second glance at us that's the thing yeah. it's like when you when you're adopted you have these identity crises you're like oh mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone cares like no one no one gives a shit like no one cares <laughs> like, 
I know. I know because it's like, well, because I, I was explaining to somebody, it's like, it's just like we have that added layer of like our birth families obviously like didn't keep us but then it's the families that like choose to adopt like if you have trouble or like conflict with them that's like hard to work through because a lot of like families who like they do have their own kids and then like they have conflict with them it's like I mean I guess you know your family and you know your parents and it's not as bad but it's still rough <laughs> but being adopted it's like oh well we just have to deal with it twice I guess in two different levels um, yeah because yeah. Our families are our families. The ones who adopted us. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a very cozy childhood growing up, so I didn't have to face much of like that turmoil. I mean, there were a few like patches in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I feel like for anyone to move to New York City and just get thrown into the mix of things is like is a lot. Oh, yeah, in a way, it's like I think it's helpful for for us, especially in our identity crisis moments. But it's also like overwhelming too, because like, oh, this is like a different world that we like technically are a part of and from, but we're not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, um, good old adoption. So yeah, that's what this podcast is about. Is we talk about our, our Chinese adoption mostly. We talk about other stuff too. Like I didn't realize that you had just moved to the like Manhattan and then you joined the team like a month later. Cause mm-hmm. I I think it's like I think a lot of people also on the team had grown up in the area too. And like went I think to so school. Too. Yeah. I think that was another part too that like a lot of people actually like knew each other from school or like previous times. So it's like, oh wow. So it's like, is there anybody who like really just found this randomly that's on this team and like odd auditioned uh tried out auditioned, tried out <laughs> it's the same thing right different thing tried out and then got in so that's something i didn't know i think this year we don't have to try out again so are you are you doing it again or no uh i'm actually on the fence at this point i just started rock climbing so i've been kind oh. of busy with that and um I, I i just i have the travel bug i just got back from mexico so yeah i i'm trying to like spread myself a little bit more thin this summer so we'll see we'll see yeah well and also you're work schedule is pretty i don't even know it's whack it's whack yeah (laughs) yeah because i'm sure you like you work nights you work some weekends and then you like work day then you get like random day as like i can't keep up i don't know how people do this and it's like and you're also i mean you're also a healthcare provider which is like more respect even there because that is just i don't know that just seems so stressful yeah it's it's been a lot especially I mean, I, I would dare say we're still recovering from some of the striking that happened with, like, the hospitals in New York City. Um, yeah. We got a lot of the extra patients from all the strikes. So, yeah, and, and just being a nurse in a pulmonary unit, you know, uh, flu season's over. But, yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. Oh, People wow. getting sick all over. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, were you practicing as a nurse already during like covid too right or no i was i was lucky i was um uh into nursing school okay i graduated basically i missed all of it they you know they did all the hard work i was i was very lucky to be sitting in a classroom still or doing like virtual simulations online Yeah. Yeah, yeah working on dummies and then i just got thrown into to everything but Again, I, I've, I've been fine. I work yeah. at a really great hospital, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you worked hard for that, too. <laughs> we won't <laughs> say that. You definitely had to work hard to, for it, too. I think anybody who does nursing school or any sort of healthcare school, 
props them. I mean, my oldest brother, who I don't talk to, also is a nurse. So I was like, I'm sure respect to you, but I don't know how you do it. And he has three kids. So I was like, oh, jeez. Okay, I know. I was like, that's another level. It's like you have his third was just born recently. Like I think of like two weeks ago or a week ago. I was like, I don't know how you're, you're a nurse. You have three kids. Your third is just born. I can't even imagine. No, I'm like so far from like the adulting part of like what I would like to say. Like I try to claim that I'm so far from being an adult, but it's, nah, it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. <laughs> uh well you're 25 right or 24 i'm 25 yeah oh you're 25 oh yeah yeah 97 1997 baby you're still i mean i'm turning 30 so it's like eh, i got five years are you really yeah i had wait oh my gosh Loki, i thought you were younger than me i'm so sorry <laughs> are you? I no, that's, that's a compliment. huge i was just gonna say that is a huge compliment, a huge I, compliment. I love your energy i truly do okay maybe it's just because like while we were like it's because, you know, I was, like, leading that people are like, yeah, she's got all that energy, that young one. And I was like, no, I just no. got a lot of, like, <laughs> discipline. I don't know. No, people for real, see they see you as a leader figure for Aww. being, you know, on the team, but also just doing this. Like, I think this is incredible. This is incredible. Oh, I'm uh, so touched. If I cry, I don't mean to. I've just been crying a lot. So it's like, oh, so touched. Oh, my gosh. I almost was like, I got to keep doing these recordings and doing this because I was like, it means a lot. It's been like a therapy in its own way, but I've started actual therapy too. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad. I think like the this and like a lot of other resources that is, that exist have like helped build our community though. Like people are introducing each other or like meeting each other in different ways because like there's the SAT. Oh my gosh, the, the adoptee version of the SAT. <laughs> That like a lot of people have connected through there and you see them like meeting and like moving and like rooming together. And I was like, that's awesome. And then I think the, the podcast, I definitely have like helped people like introduce or meet each other who are like in similar fields of like study and like, oh my gosh, you should talk to this person who I think is also living there or like also interested in environment and adoption, which again is like not something I even thought was like a big thing to look at, but yeah. I never really tried to look for other adoptees and I don't I don't know why at this point just like retrospectively I'm not sure why I didn't put effort into looking for people with, who I had that in common with like in high school I did I tried to fit in with you know the Asians but mm -hmm. I was never too I was never Asian enough for the Asians and then I wasn't white enough for the white people yeah so, you know big identity crisis stemmed from that um, I don't know why I didn't just seek solace in, in people who, you know, the, the fellow travelers. I know. Because I think I, things would have been a little bit easier if I had done that. You know, I went to I Chinese like... school when I was little and mm -hmm. that did not work out. Mm. I was, yeah, got a little yeah. bit of bull bullying there, but. Oh, man. Because, yeah, I can, I, can see, I can imagine how that would happen. It's like, ugh, bummer. <laughs> it's like, it's a bummer. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like people, a lot of people I spoke to didn't really start to look and talk with other adoptees until later, too, like starting at like 20s, like mid 20s, because I, I also didn't really start talking to adoptees until probably around 24. I think that's when I really started to like reach out. It's like, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to more adoptees. And then it was like, wow, why didn't I do this either when I was younger? Because it just feels like there's a lot of unspoken things we don't have to talk about. 
there was like an event that also known as org had where the founder talked about like community and being able to like meet these other adoptees later in life. I think she was like 24 when she started the organization. So actually that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, we had like little sleepovers together where we like just cried and talked about adoption and just like lived out this, this experience that we didn't do when we were like much younger. I don't know. I, I hope and I feel like with resources and stuff out there that a lot of adoptees who are much younger than us, I think what the, it's like 2015, I can't do math right now, 15 to 28 years. They're like eight years old, maybe might be the youngest, might be like seven or eight. There's probably maybe a couple younger. I'm not sure, but. I hope they're able to like have sleepovers with each other and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's something yeah. I never got exposed to. Yeah, it's or it's like just didn't seek it out, and it's like now mm -hmm. I get to, and I'm I'm glad that we get to do it now, being in our mid twenties and then even like thirties, because it's like at least we're finding it now. I don't know about Korean adoptees if they didn't find each other until like thirties and forties, mm -hmm. but. I don't know. It's always it's always so deep to think about. Yeah. I wish I had tried harder because I was trying in like every other way. And mm -hmm. not not so much with intention. It's just I was genuinely interested, like in high yeah. school. I wore I wore a Chinese wedding dress to prom. Okay? <gasps> really? <laughs> I yes, I wore a cheap out of prom. Oh not because gosh. I was trying to like make a statement or anything. I just I thought it was beautiful. I've always liked yeah. the um even like what's it like the Han, you know how on TikTok people have like the Han transformations where they transfer transform into like the beautiful like Han dynasty kind of clothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um with like the fans and it's like the long and flowy garments. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I've just always thought it was beautiful. I would listen to like Chinese pop growing up. Yeah. Like my favorite instrument I play the violin and I always liked listening to the Arhu, which is like the Chinese violin. Oh. So I was doing all these things because I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, but never actually reaching out to that like adopted side Part of me. Part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't know why. Don't know why. I just kind of neglected that. It's, I was never I ashamed. I was very open about. My yeah, story yeah. To oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I it's it's interesting though because it's like I think a lot of us were just dealing with like mostly the primary like racial aspect or cultural of, like Chinese and American and white and not or. Most of us were adopted by like Caucasian families, but or parents and families. But yeah, I I can relate to that too. It's just like I was open about adoption, and people asked us like, "Yeah, I'm adopted," and then like that's where the questions ended, kind of. Or they would start being the microaggression ones of like, "Well, do you know your family? Do you honor your family?" Like that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it comes with like just us getting older, and we just our brains are developing i'm not sure i would love to know why it's later on that we're like okay let's talk about it um there's like a few people i've spoken to who are like oh yeah i've always been really interested in like talking about adoption and i would meet with my group were you adopted with a group too i, I imagine you were i don't know oh uh, yeah so when i was still in china i think i was living with like a foster organization so i had a foster oh. family right that was part of a larger organization yeah um, versus my sister who lived in an orphanage so that this foster organization um i remember my parents showing me a picture of me on the couch mm -hmm. with like this big red couch with all these little babies lined up yeah. for like a group photo um and i think like the baby next to me like poked me like in the ear and so for the picture i'm just like like red face nose like, turned up yeah. like screaming 
Um, so yeah, I, I think I guess I had like foster siblings mm-hmm. um, with, mm-hmm. within this organization, and since I was born in Wanzai, we were all Wan something. So our yeah. family name was Wan, which translates to ten thousand. I think mm-hmm. ten thousand yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So I was Wan Jinchao is my Chinese name, which is my middle name now. Yeah. Um, so I had Wan something next to me all the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the people from that picture, I guess maybe you're not connected to them, but I've spoken to people who are connected to those who are like in that picture. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I would I love know. to do that. How do, how do they find each other? I know. I was like, well, some people were like, uh, some people were saying it's like, oh, yeah, our parents kept in touch. And then like we would meet growing up. And then by the time we were 16, we all kind of like stopped meeting up. I think there's like one person I talked to who's like, no, we still like talk and we'll meet up now. And I was like, what? And they're in their mid twenties. I was like, that's like pretty wild. Cause yes, you're I'm having the same I had the same reaction as you. You're like, wait, really? Like they people still know each other from then? I was like, I didn't know that was a thing, but it is. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I would I would love to do that to be honest. Yeah. I, I have no idea how you go about that, but oh, I know. Man. I know you're like, uh, because with the pic, it's hard to tell with those pictures too, because it's, it's a bunch of babies. They all look very alike. <laughs> um, I had one where I was with, I guess it was myself and I think three other older kids were adopted because I was four. And I think that there's a picture has like maybe two, three, four year old. And then there's like another picture of just the babies. So I was like, okay, so there's definitely a few other 30 year olds out there that I was adopted with. I just don't know where they are. Because mm-hmm. we're here. Uh, well, this is a good way to find out. I know. It's Hopefully, like, someone's maybe, yeah. It's like maybe they'll listen to this podcast and be like, "Hey, I think I recognize that." Girl. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have like pictures of that that time like up anywhere because I don't know. It's like, do I, do do people find each other that way? Probably, other than like DNA. That's like a whole other conversation about like facial recognition and technology now. But yeah, it's that level. I mean, people ask me all the time about like, oh, would you try to find your parents, your biological parents? And, you know, it's, oh, it's it's 2023. We have like DNA testing. And I feel like what most people don't realize is I was abandoned, right? I was literally left on the streets yeah. in front, like when I was a couple days old. I mean, not many adults who are committing this, what is technically a crime. You can't leave a baby on the streets. They're yeah. not going to leave behind like. DNA evidence. It's not like the movies where they leave like a long heartfelt note. Yeah. You know, this this is something they're they're trying to fly under the radar. So Yeah. It's you know, you need DNA to match DNA. So it's yeah. not really plausible, but yeah, I get that question a lot. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, so D- yeah, the DNA aspect too and then with the policies and procedures that China has, it's, it seems kind of harder than it would seem i mean there's definitely people who have found families and stuff through recent technology advancements and change in policy but still seems pretty unattainable for a lot of us like Mm -hmm. i know it's like a dark thought too but i was like i don't know if because of covid too and i have a lot of people who did leave the world uh all across the world but also in china i think there probably could be a lot of our mothers and fathers and people who like didn't make it out so that's another thought i had i was like yikes it's kind of dark yeah it's there yeah (laughs) on a less depressing note (laughs) because i was like we could transition out of that one um 
And I usually put a break too. Have you have you actually back been back to China? Do you have any interest in going back? I have not been back to China. I I didn't travel much growing up, and the only two countries I've been to are Japan and Mexico now. Oh、uh, wow, China! Was... Yeah, this yeah. is China is not. It, I don't know why it wasn't ever super high in my list of destinations. Yeah, maybe because I thought it would be too. Emotional, or maybe because I also just don't speak the language. I do happen to speak Japanese, and I do speak Spanish. So、oh, that just because、okay. that was like those were easy, easy countries for me to、um, head off to. But China, yeah. If, if I was to go, obviously I would hit the major tourist cities. I guess I would like to see Wanzai. Like, why not? There's、yeah. there's not much out there. Like I said, it's just kind of like it's just rural, and I mean the nature I hear is absolutely gorgeous. Just like the mountain ranges and. There's like a lake, a lake that's like super beautiful. But yeah, I I would be open to to going. Maybe adopt you trip, make that happen. Oh shoot! I was gonna say it's like so this travel bug has hit you just like recently because I thought you had like went to Japan like last year. <laughs> I、sure? went to Japan. Yeah, so actually I went to Japan and I worked in an English immersion program. It was like a North American style summer camp, and that was the summer right before COVID. So summer before March twenty twenty, and then、uh. I went again this past February, and I only went for like ten days, which is not a lot for Japan. I hopped、yeah. in like three major cities, also. Oh, that's cool. And then just recently, like two days ago, I got back from Mexico, Mexico. with my first like friend group trip, which was incredible. Oh,、mm. okay, nice. Yeah. So now it's like you're now it's like all right, let's go to other places. I yeah, I really want to go everywhere now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get that feeling too. China can come when it wants to. <laughs>、uh, It's just、yeah. so long. I flew my flight to Japan. I I transferred to Hong Kong. That、yeah. is a fifteen hour flight. Yeah, I sat on my butt for fifteen hours to fly into Hong Kong. Yeah, I know. I mean, and the people are like, "Well, you flew here from China." It's like, yeah, but I was. I mean, like as a kid or a baby, it, like that makes no difference for. Yeah, like are you kidding? You can't use that argument. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was asleep in my dad's arms. Like apparently,、yeah. I I slept really well on my flight home to America.、So. Oh, nice. You were like, I think that's like the best thing is when your kid sleeps the whole flight. <laughs> I was an awful child though, so that was like a false reassurance. <laughs> I was a really terrible child. And you're like, they're like, okay, and then your sister came along, and like now you got two. Yeah, she's an angel though. She was such a good kid. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. See, real sisters.、Uh, I think I know somebody who is about to go back to China for the first time. And I was like, "Dang, that must be overwhelming."、Um, good luck. I hope you. And I, I said this, and I think it's true. But it's like I hope you get what you need right now from that trip, because I think in the future it could change what your feeling is about going back, or like if you do go and something changes or it's different from when you expect. It's like I hope you're able to get what you needed at the time from it. That's how I viewed it, because I did go back too, and I was like, "All right, I got what I needed from this time in that trip."
Uh, but there's people who are able to go back quite frequently, and I'm like, that's got to be overwhelming. When you went back, were you? Did you feel like a tourist? Did you feel like, oh, this is my like homeland? Oh, I felt like a tourist, hundred percent. Hundred percent, like ah, I feel like a tourist. Because uh, like I had, I know some Mandarin, but of course, like the probably even like from the hometown that you're in too. It's like they have their own dialects and stuff. So I was like, I can't even understand it anyway. Oh, that's so impressive, you know, Mandarin. I remember talking about this a little um, during the season. And yeah. you to- I think you told me you speak a little Mandarin. I was like, that's really impressive. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know many adop- adoptees, but I don't know of many adoptees who can speak Mandarin. So oh, yeah. good it's on a, you. It's like the most basic level, though. I was like, I can tell. I've learned like the most basic things because if I want to order something, I think it helps. It's like, I want that. And how much is it? It usually comes in handy. Uh, but it was like even standing on the train platform somebody was asking me a bunch of stuff and I was like uh I speak a little bit is what I said and then she showed me on her phone that she was looking for the seven train so I was just like just I just like go up and left like that was that's the extent of the mandarin I was like go up and left and she's like okay and I was like sorry but I was like ooh, (laughs) I think we get that a lot though it's like we're especially if you're standing near flushing like yeah I mean as a nurse, like I have at least one patient I interact with, whether they're my patient or maybe it's a patient's family member just kind of like walking through the unit. But every single shift, I have someone who approaches me or I have to interact with that speaks only Mandarin Chinese or maybe oh. Fuzhou or Cantonese. And, you know, they see my face as I yeah. walk into the room and there's there's some like there's they're a bit excited or they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, I, someone who, I can communicate with without the Aww. interpreter app. I'm like, I'm sorry to let you down. Like, like what? Uh, nope, yeah. not me. Sorry. Next. It's it's really useful. Mandarin Chinese is so useful in the hospital. Mm. So I, I honestly, if I, I should maybe roll effort into that. <laughs> I was like, you are Japanese. I feel like Mandarin should it be hard? I don't know. It's different, but also hard. It, Mandarin is so difficult with like the tonalities. Like I, um, when I was a kid in Chinese school, I could not pick it up. I think I was, maybe I was in Chinese school from like age five to seven, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I really couldn't do it. And a lot of these kids I was in school with, Mandarin was their first language. They spoke it in the house, and yeah. they were just kind of going because their parents like forced them to, you know, yeah. learn the grammar and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 a difficult language and not something my twenty five year old. Like goldfish like, uh, brain can handle right now like, with everything that's going on. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a. That's like surprisingly, I feel like the grammar's not too bad. It's just the tonalities are a little bit difficult for sure. And then just like there's cultural aspects of the language too that if you didn't grow up in it, it's like we just don't know it. That's part of it. <laughs> I actually have a funny story though, because like my dad, like I again, I grew up in Albany, and I was in the car with my dad. We were driving to one of my violin lessons, and a delivery man for a Chinese restaurant, he like flagged us down. He was like on the side of the road. He like flagged our car down and came to the side of the window, looked right at me and he was he was lost. He was looking for directions and like mm. pointing to an address and speaking Mandarin, you know, rapid fire Mandarin to me. And I'm just a deer in the headlights. And then my Caucasian dad, who does speak a little bit of Chinese. I love it. Just jumps right in. And the look <laughs> on his face... It was just like like he was transported to another like dimension. Mm-hmm. Just like what is happening? Yeah. My dad was able to tell him like, oh, like give me a second. Like, oh, is this the phone number? 
just was able to like have that just small yeah. like conversation that was able to like calm him down yeah that that interaction was always I always thought was so funny it's oh like, okay I've I've had that too actually with my dad <laughs> oh your parents can speak my dad my dad actually studied Mandarin for uh, I mean it's gotta be more than 20 years now but yeah he can speak pretty fluently he can even talk about like philosophy and stuff and I was like that's that's wild I love yeah that. yeah my dad can speak pretty fluent too and I was like uh okay so it's like when because we did go back to China like different parts too like as a family and then my dad would just be speaking and all the people would be like so impressed and I would just be like I don't really speak this language uh, <laughs> at the time because I think it's another one of those like when you're kind of like forced to do something you're like I don't want to do it right now you don't pay attention and you invest the time but now being like older it's like okay I'm going to put some time into this so I can like kind of understand what's happening um, and it feels like better story of my life yeah <laughs> like yeah. a story of my life like, like when, uh, yeah yeah man we totally got yeah so this is like podcasting because it's like we start with one question and then it just completely gets into other topics too but i know it was like it originally started with like oh are you gonna do the season again you're like i don't know travel bug and i was like oh my gosh china you're gonna yeah that's how that's how podcasting works no uh, i love it <laughs> it gets it just goes everywhere everything everywhere i'm just kidding have you seen that movie i did i kind of fell asleep in it and i know that's shameful because it's literally <laughs> michelle you won an oscar but and it, I, it was it was amazing i just yeah yeah uh, I saw that too. Finally, I think it was out for a while, and then I finally saw it after after the Oscars is when I saw it. I didn't see it before. I mean, I grew up watching Michelle again because I grew up very in touch yeah. with that side of me. And Michelle Yeoh is actually one of my favorite actresses of all time. Yeah, and the fact that she just got her her Oscar and she's just that much more recognized in the Western community, I was just like, oh. I was I, I watched I think I like watched on YouTube her acceptance yeah. <laughs> and I was I was genuinely emotional I was like she she is my childhood like that's actually a good representation of what I grew up with yeah um, like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon oh like, yeah 100% like, so yeah yeah that's a yeah that's a that's definitely an example of like time as time passes and the changing things that have happened because she's a very respectable career but it's not until like recently that she's become recognized for her work which is Kind of insane, because, yeah, we grew up with her. It's been 20-something years. Mm. A quarter of a century. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's like, oof. It's a, it's it's also, like, one of those things that's, like, I associate with it, associate it with a different memory. Because, like, I watched that movie with, like, a guy that was kind of, like, I dated very briefly. And then it, like, ended. And it was like, okay, now it's sad, but it'll pass. It'll pass. Now we're getting to the dating portion of the podcast. No, it doesn't happen every time. Sometimes <laughs> it, it, when it's relevant, I sometimes bring it up. But because um, no, he, he was somebody, he was somebody I mentioned on the on like a couple of recordings because it was it's like one of those like he definitely and I don't know if he still he, he he would still be listening to this at this point, but he was like somebody who showed me like how it really feels to be respected in like a relationship. But then like some things were happening on his end, and I think it just was like you know, didn't process it. And then I kind of like got dumped, like in a very shock. Like, I was just shocked. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. And I, I almost was like, is this like abandonment and adoption related of like being dumped? <laughs> like suddenly feeling like, like 
I think sometimes in relationships you could feel like you see it coming, right? Like, okay, I can see that we're gonna like <laughs> you're like agree. You're like, oh my god. It's like No, I'm totally this resonates like, with me so hard. Okay, okay. Cause it just seems like all right, this person seems like they're very interested. Um, you have like a really good thing going. And then if it's like you see it coming, you usually see it coming, and then it's like, all right, give it like another two or three weeks. And it's like, all right, I don't think this is not working anymore. No, this one was like in the span of like a week. It was like a switch. The person like shifted how they felt. And it was like the, the way they started treating me was completely opposite. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was like, all right, I think I gotta I gotta talk about it, bring it up. But um I also bring this up because some people have been like, it's really interesting hearing about the relationship stuff on the show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But because he really was very respectful and stuff while we were together. And it wasn't that long. I think of span of like two months entirely that we were together. But when they like shifted their perspective or they felt differently. And I mean, this person has like a lot that they're going through. Once I think about it in hindsight, it's like, okay, you got to process a lot of like your own relationship stuff, not apart from me and everything. And I hope you do like find that happiness. Uh, but it's also somebody that like runs. It's part of the running community. So it's like, we're going to see each other. Uh, so I was like, it just was shocking that you're like, I can't do this. And it's like, well, yeah. And I was like, does this connect to us? So I like a bit. So then in therapy, the therapist was like, like being chosen by like our families because we're abandoned at first. And that's something that's not out of our control. It's out of our decision. And then when we're chosen by our families and they don't necessarily like treat us or respect us or love us the way we need to, that's hard. But then it's also when you like date somebody or you date people and like they, it seems like they choose you or you choose them. And then they don't like treat you or respect you in the way that you like feel you need. I was like, huh? Well, yeah. I was like, do you feel that too? <laughs> I mean, that's actually really crazy for you to bring this up because I feel like I've actually had the opposite experiences as you. Oh. Um, more, I, I've definitely, if we're going to speak openly, I've definitely done things in, throughout my dating career that I'm not proud of. And I never wanted to attribute those things to me, to like the the um the insecurities about being adopted right so the abandonment issues right i didn't want mm -hmm. to add to that stereotype of a band of of adopted babies being like fucked up you know having like these yeah. deep psychological issues uh, i didn't want to add to that number or whatever that that stereotype so i kind of avoided it i kind of re rejected that idea um but now that i have started therapy and i've looked at some of my behaviors towards these men i truly loved like my my last relationship of three years like I truly mm -hmm. loved him yeah um but whenever you hurt someone like I think I was doing it because I didn't want to be hurt first right I didn't want to yeah. be left first so if I even like whiff something that's not working out yeah I just I end it and mm. not always not always in the most integritous ways that a word integrity that is not a word virtuous not always <laughs> in the most virtuous ways and you know it's I can't believe I'm like talking about this right now and people are going to listen but it's something that people have mm -hmm. to realize is you have to come to terms with with yourself with what you know things happen in life that you're not always in control of and that takes you such a long time to recognize 
but you only grow from it and you only learn to be a better per- better version of yourself i know that sounds so cliche but oh but it's true, it's true. it's like having that yeah. having that story of like abandonment and learning how to treat others well amidst all of your insecurities is is so important yeah so i'm better i'm getting better yeah mm-hmm. i mean i think therapy sure does help with that too yeah i think it's like it's tough because it's I feel like for a while I was definitely the type of person who was like, I don't want to like trust somebody or be with them. And for the longest time, I would like avoid really like getting too attached. Um, like I never was like, okay, we are like dating, dating. Um, Cause I didn't really have like serious relationships until I came to New York, believe it or not. And they weren't even, most of them weren't even that long. So it's like over the span of like, yeah, I think the longest relationship I've had was when I was in college and that was, a bit ago now for sure um but then the time in between it was like all right kind of like keep myself at a distance but i think this most recent one it was just sort of like uh i don't know i think it I, it was like the opposite effect of what i usually do it's like i kind of went all in and like get, had a lot of faith in it and then it obviously like didn't turn out to be like a long-lasting thing so i was like uh i think that's why i hurt more and that's also why it's been a rough couple of weeks. I mean, that plus like other things, but I think it it's a, it's when it all piles on that it's like it's harder than it usually is to like bounce back or get get past it. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, we should talk more. <laughs> we should. I was like, okay, let's talk more about this. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Off the book too. Um, um but I think hearing that and I think people hearing this will be like, oh yeah, that's so relatable. Uh I just want to say it's okay to have like hard times. Uh, crying is totally fine. I think also it's, and I feel like most people like don't want to like share that they're like hurting and stuff. And I was like, no, it's okay. I think that's what like communities and friends are for. Like when someone asks you how you're doing, you're not doing well. Like you can say you're not doing well. It's okay. Um, and then you'll get hugs and hugs are really helpful. So I've become more of like a hugging person recently too. I used to like not really be like hugs or anything with anyone um but then that like changed too recently it's like okay i think even last since i came to new york too people are like more like oh my god hi how are you hugs and i was like oh okay um but i think hugs are good hugs are yeah, good like the, the stereotype about new york is just like we're so like stand up i love how i'm i'm acting like i've been here for a year and i'm calling myself a new yorker already <laughs> but the stereotype about new york is just how we're super like standoffish and just you know like the get out of my way face as you're walking through the streets but no maybe i don't know mm. we're we're in the same boat no no pun intended yeah I, <laughs> and on that note i was like that's perfectly that. uh yeah yeah i think uh i'm one then you like even if you like observe communities in new york city too like you see a lot of people who like know each other in the neighborhoods and they're like yo what's up and they like start talking to each other hugging and everything I was like, you know what? I think people really are like out, like want to help you more than you think. Like, I did go to meet like some running friends or something, and I didn't expect to see as many people as there were. And then I just started crying because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going through a hard time, and like let it all out. And then like people I'm not that close to were like, do you want a hug? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, that made it so much better. Granted, yeah, I love it here. Yeah, I was like, it's so nice. Like there are actually like a lot of people who like do want to help each other out. I mean. There's a lot of people who don't, you know, not saying like, still be smart, look at your surroundings, you know what they say on the, the platform. 
don't stand too close to the edge. Look at your surroundings. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to like give a false, false idea of the city at the same time. Um, it's just, it is surprising. Like there are a lot, a lot of people here. And then of course, like the dragon boat community was, it's actually pretty small too. Um, I think Jess's team, their team, like Jess and wow, the two J names, Jess and Justin's team is one of like the newer ones on the scene, but they're, I think it's been around for a bit, like a lot of the teams and people who have been doing the sport for like years. I didn't even know that it was popular here in the city. I thought it was just something popular like up north. But no, I mean, Justin had. Like he's got such a foot in the door. I was talking to a coworker who who was not even on Vax, and I think rode literally like three or maybe five years ago. And I mentioned our coach, you know, Justin, our coach, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I know him. Like I rode with him on a different team X many years ago." Whoa! And yeah, no, it's it's definitely a small community. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess that's like adoptees too. Like we have a, it's a community too. Like it's not small, but it's not like super large either so um i guess we find each other we find each other and then in the city i think there is like a pretty pretty hefty amount of us uh, from everywhere not just china i've met recently i've met a lot more like a latin american adoptees too um and then like a lot of of course korean adoptees but a lot of latin Amer- it's like you should come to the picnic if you're free because that's where like a lot of us are there's a picnic june 10th in prospect park are you gonna have to send me the details because yeah. I will I don't think I have my nursing schedule out for June yet, but I can take it off. So hopefully hey. yeah, that would be amazing. I've actually I don't think I've ever been to an event like that since since like my days of Chinese school where I was a member of the Chinese community center. Whoa. Um so literally when I was like seven. So that wow. would be wonderful. Please, okay. please send me the details. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely send you the details for the picnic because that brings a lot of people. It brings a lot of like families too, like people and their families. And then you just meet so many, I mean, talk about where could you meet some adoptees? That's where you will meet some adoptees. I think it brings like a hundred something people to it, um, which is wild. This past year is the first time I went and I was like, this is like insane. Um, it's also really good food. I'm there if there's food. I was just going to say that that's the most important part. That's <laughs> the motivator. That's a big motivator. It's good food. And um, just, I mean, if it's a nice day, it's a picnic. It's a big old picnic. As long as it's so spicy, because I get, like, I know I get that joke all the time, like, whitest Asian ever, but I truly cannot handle <laughs> spice. spice. I don't know about you, but, like, uh, I can't. Like, sriracha it... is too spicy for me. Like, way oh, too spicy. okay. Uh, I would say I can do sriracha. There's definitely some spices I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, but depending on, I mean, it also depends on the region of China you're from, I feel like. I don't know. Nurture versus nature, but there. I mean, even like parts of China today, they they have they don't have spicy food. It's just like I was like compared to America. Like Southern food is very different from like food you get in the Midwest. I want to say like the oh, fat content and butter, <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> that's how. That's my that's my type of food. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm glad we could learn about how Albany is the capital of New York State. <laughs> If anybody needs a takeaway from this one, no. and it was good to talk about like uh, the other stuff that we did too, relationships and whatnot. Yeah, I sometimes will bring up stuff just because it's like it's happening in the moment. Because I use it, I use this as like an archive too to like 
if I really wanted to, I could listen back and know what was going on three years ago. But honestly, I think my memory just like pushes stuff out that I would have to like come back and listen to stuff. So I was thinking, it's like, you know, in five years, it's not even going to matter what happened today on May 11th, 2023. That's five years. How much you've grown. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll see how much I've grown. Um, But before I end, I always like to ask, uh, is there anything you'd like to hear from other adoptees or anything you'd like to learn? Because, yeah. So one question I've been getting a lot lately, and I don't know why, is people ask me, like, oh, how did, like, how did you find out you were adopted? Or like, what was that conversation like? And I just want to hear from other people, like their answer, because for me, it's not, it's again, it's not like the movies. It's not like mm-hmm. they sit you down and you have this like long-winded yeah. pause and there's like, what's going on? And yeah. it's this dramatic like confession, yeah. like, honey, we have something to tell you. It's, you know, th- that happens in, in Hollywood and everything. And yeah. for me, that that wasn't it, you know? And I guess it's different for, like, a Caucasian family adopting a white baby or whatever, what have yeah. you. But no, for me, it's just, like, as as soon as I was able to talk and, and realize I looked different yeah. from my parents, I remember one very specific conversation. I got home from school, and I was very upset because uh, – beloved classmate said oh your parents aren't your real parents oh yeah and you know 25 year old me now I would have loved to say like well what are they are are they my fake parents you know there's there's no you know what's the antonym of real like there's no such thing as real and fake parents they're my parents yeah you know I didn't there's no biology but Mm -hmm. it's family so it's, it's always just interesting for for me to hear about that uh that that piece of, yeah. the, of the puzzle it's like oh the, the un- unveiling of yeah i was like by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good point i don't ever ask that either because i was like oh that's a good point because uh. <laughs> in a sense it can be a bit of i wouldn't say offensive i try, I try not I, you know, again i'm very open oh, i yeah. try not to be too like sensitive and you know to each their own plenty, yeah. plenty of people have their own comfort levels but um yeah, like I'm never really like offended when people ask me that, but I just, I just, it's it's crazy to think of how other people are thinking. Yeah, we were raised, you know. Yeah. So that would be that would be great to kind of hear about. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I know some people have definitely talked about it for sure, and I think other people have been curious too. It's like it wasn't really a conversation; it just kind of was like there and just was part of our life. I think it's more the aftermath of like as we're getting older and we like start to have that conversation is where it became more. That's like kind of what I was like the objective with this too, like talking to people is like how has the conversation been since like as you've gotten older and you're like, I guess none of us really had to be told that we weren't our parents' biological children, but how's the conversation been since like that became apparent? Because that varies too. It's like kind of wild some of the stories that I've heard. Yeah. Podcast, yay. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, that's also very cool that you live so close to work. I was like, what's your commute like? Oh, it's right there. It's 40 seconds. Literally, there Aww. are underground tunnels connecting my building to the hospital. So Whoa. I don't even know. It could be a blizzard. It could be a monsoon, whatever. And I could just walk right underground. That's really smart because, yeah, in, a, like a, an, in an emergency, too. Be like, mm-hmm. okay, we need you here. It's like, all right, I'm here. Um, oh, for sure. 
Okay, so then the commute to Flushing was also a pain for you. <laughs> the commute to Flushing was an hour and like 40 minutes on Saturday morning. Yeah. So we had to go. No, it was it's, it's such a pain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, um, we'll talk. This is great. You're awesome. <laughs> this is fun. I'm so, yes. And then I was like, I remember you finally reminded me of, you remind me of Gemma Chen. Me? Yes. I've actually had people say that to me. It's yeah. really weird. I, I don't like, I don't really see that. Like is that a compliment? Thank you. It's I a don't compliment. Know. It's a compliment. Okay. Yeah. I was like the just like the because Gemma Chen is very beautiful too. But I was like, you remind me of Gemma Chen. That was I was like when you mentioned Michelle Yeah, I was like, oh, and then my mind just immediately went to crazy rotations. So I was like, that's who Evelyn remind me of. Um, because yeah, some people I'm like, you remind me of this actor or actress and yeah, well, thank was, you. Like, I've also gotten Nanao. She's a Japanese actress. Um, oh. And, oh my god. N-A-N-A-O. Okay. Yeah, and um, that one actually, like, when I was in Japan, I had a lot of people who, there was, there was like, a very clear consensus that I looked like Nanao. Oh, okay. Again, again I was like, thank you. I don't know who that is personally. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who that is personally, but Gemma Chen, I was like, that I do know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on that note, man, I would have been nice to end on that boat thing. I really did enjoy that, but it's it passed. So, but it was really nice talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time, and I hope you get to go somewhere else for your next like travel trip. That's pretty cool that you're like taking that opportunity. Like, take it now. Um, you're honestly yeah. having me rethink China a bit, and I appreciate Ooh. that. Yeah, truly. I mean, you could do the touristy things. Yeah. You could always go to your town if you want to you don't have to yeah because i think jiangxi is pretty southeast yeah yeah shanghai shanghai is near there i don't know there's a lot of pretty cities there too yeah uh, i would city ones. hop if city i'm gonna do a sure. 15 hour flight to make a it continent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay there stay there uh, yeah because i think there's one time i went to a wedding with my dad in malaysia and that was only like three days or something like, we like flew went to the wedding and then came back and i was like that was too quick yeah the same amount of time you're on the plane you're like in the city in the city <laughs> yeah and i was like i don't think i'd do that again um i also would have dressed much better but that's a different story <laughs> it's like in hindsight gotta love it yeah, we'll keep me posted and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank uh, you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you for being so open and honest and uh witnessing my I didn't have a I didn't cry. So I was like, yes. I'm so glad. Um, Girl, cry if you need to. I know. I yeah. mean, I I already did earlier. So it's cathartic. <laughs> it's very cathartic. If I've learned anything in the past two weeks. Two and a half weeks or so. I don't know. It's been a minute, but um, because it was before everything happened, really, that I was like, it's okay to just cry. Um, hard. It's gonna be hard. You're gonna have hard days. You're gonna have like easier days, but it's okay to cry. That's all I gotta say. Um, and then get outside in the sunlight. That helps too. We get plenty of that on the boat. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Sun beating down on us for an hour and a half while we like sweat and like our a frames. Our A-frames and our butts being demolished. Yeah, that was so much fun. Let's do it again. Like, can't wait. <laughs> Let's do it again. Thank you for listening to ABC, Adoptees Born in China podcast. If you would like to reach me, it is adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com and Adoptees Born in China podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Hey. Follow her. She's the best. Yay.